Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio! This is the bulldozer Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! Yo, welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jay Cat Morris. I cut that intro short real quick because uh, I got I got my man Joey Janela coming back on the show tonight. And um, you know, I had I had planned a real big long interview with this dude because I hadn't talked to Joey on this show since 2016. Um, so it's been a while, and I have a lot to catch up with Joey. But if anyone has paid attention to what's going on with Joey, Joey is fucking everywhere. Joey was in Paris, and he, he was in uh, Australia. I mean, this dude has been all over the world. Um, he's been stuck here and baggage lost there, and uh, the ground is on fire in Ohio, and the next thing you know, he's in Paris. So, you know, um, things kind of changed, and uh, we're going to have to do uh, an abbreviated version of the show that I had planned. And I don't, you know... I know it's not going to be quite, you know, what I had in mind, but in the same token, I'm excited to talk to Joey either way. So I think, um, you know, it, it's going to be a, a nice, nice chat, and we're going to come back to this at a later date and go through every question I had for Joey because there's, there's a lot. Like I said, I mean, I, I'm talking about just like a weekend span, and, and this dude has been all over the world. So you can only imagine when we go back to 2016 and go over some things that he's done since then. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's been a lot. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I got, a, you know, a lot of different things I'm dealing with and, uh, you know, going through. I could do a, a regular Yakuza Kick radio show on top of it if I like. Uh, well, you know, we'll see how things take it. And um, I just got back today. I was, um, I, I didn't, I... Adopted out one of my favorite cats of all time, and that's that's a story. Um, I think I'm gonna have to save too because um, it, it's a huge accomplishment. This this guy wasn't anywhere near you know people friendly, and uh, I just sent him home the other day. So I actually went to visit him at the adopter's house to help him settle in a little bit better, and that you know really, I mean just to see that that dude in in a home is, is just incredible. So, um, yeah, I just got back from doing that, you know, obviously before that work. Uh, last weekend I did the, the race and everything. So, you know, I got a lot to talk about. But um, just waiting on Joey calling in. He said he's got a little bit of time tonight. Uh, you know, we'll go till you know, right around 9 or so. And then, uh, you know, like I said, I I could definitely do, you know, a long long show with Joey, you know, coming up soon. And uh, we, we we'll get back to it. Um, as soon as, you know, that, that time comes, uh, again, he's, he's going from here to there. I think actually he's going to Australia. I got the, um, the places mixed, but you know, this is, uh, the type of shit he's got going on. We'll, we'll talk to him in a second about where he is, when he is and, and all those other things, because, uh, I, I can't keep track of it. I don't leave fucking Jersey. So, I mean, <laughs> you're not going to get a, a lot of, uh, worldwide knowledge. We're going to have to rely on Joey Janela for that, so, hey, what's going on, Joey? 
Yo, what's up? Ah, oh, man. It's good to talk to you again, man. It's been since 2016. Shit. That's even before. Was it after uh, Tournament Survival 1 or before? I think after. I think after that. I know we had the whole thing building up to that, and you called in with Zandagon and everything. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot has gone down. I mean, so we, we got a million things to talk about. But, man, you're all over the world. I I saw you in Ohio with the ground on fire, and then you're in Paris. Yeah, man, it, it just doesn't stop. Uh, probably on the, the run of my career right now. Even though uh, I'm no longer on TV, I'm no longer the AEW, this is, this is definitely a wild, wild run. I feel like a... a I feel like I'm in Motley Crue or something. It's just fucking insane. and I don't even know what to think anymore. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I, it's great seeing you out there like that. You know, it was, it was a mixed amount of emotions and stuff. When you went to AEW and the way things went, and, you know, you didn't really get, like, the push that a lot of us expected you to get. Um, I mean, what's your thoughts taking away from the entire experience with AEW? And it was a great time. Um I learned a lot. I'm a, I'm a hell of a lot better performer than I was going in there. Um, it's just, you know, um, I'm not disappointed about how it went because I'm only 32 now. I know there will be other chances uh, for opportunities like that. If I keep on the track that I am and I keep on doing what I'm doing. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I... Totally not disappointed. Basically, it was my choice to leave there. I think there was many times I wanted to leave there. And uh, mm-hmm. it was all Brett Lauderdale and John Carlo telling me. I go, I'm going to quit today. They were like, no, 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 quit. Just, just take the checks, you idiot. But, <laughs> you know, it is what yeah. it is. And uh, I, got my, I got my big matches out of it I wanted. So... I didn't get a big one with Jericho, but I wrestled. I got to wrestle Jericho twice on TV. So, you know, yeah. even though there was, those were, one was a tag team like, no DQ match. Another one was kind of like a squash set up an angle with Orange Cassidy. I got to do that. Got uh, mm-hmm. the match with Moxley yeah. and the matches with Omega and the pay per view matches. You yeah. know, the only thing I didn't get out of it was an action figure. But uh, yeah. everything else, you know, I got out of uh, the experience. Yeah. So, so when you say that you became a better performer because of your time in AEW, what do you contribute that to, to like the the TV experience or certain guys or? Yeah, wrestling that style, uh, TV styles. Wrestling on TV is way different than wrestling on the Indies. So yeah. everything is under a microscope, and you're gonna have to. You'll get 12 minutes, and they'll cut you down to six or. Hmm. They'll call Audible during the match through the rest and tell you to take it home. I, yeah. It's just uh, it's just an experience, especially during wrestling, during COVID, wrestling in basically a dark, fanless arena at 3 o'clock in the morning is definitely going to make you a better performer. Um, yeah. Sorry if, I'm, sorry if I'm breathing a little hard. I'm on the treadmill right now. <laughs> yeah, that's um, all right. It's like Dwayne Johnson style. I'm sure he does his his uh, media interviews on the while he's working out mm-hmm. on the treadmill. Yeah, I mean, you on the treadmill. Pretty much the same. But guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, 
yeah, I definitely became a better performer, better person. I learned a lot from them that I could bring to the Indies and tell all these new cats that are coming up, you know, no pun intended, since you are the J-Cat. But, yeah, <laughs> I, just, I, I learned a lot, and uh, it was fun, and uh, just a shame that COVID happened. That's what really fucking derailed me. Yeah. No, no one wants to wrestle. I'm not a free fucking athlete like Kenny Omega or Ray Phoenix or these guys. These guys are cardio machines. They're fucking yeah. crazy athletes, and they can go out with nobody and have a five-star match. I cannot. My my, I've always sped off the crowd. Um, I've always needed yeah. a crowd there, so that really derailed me. You know, just like during that, I fucking turned into a fat piece of shit, and. Uh, that's basically the sum of it. But uh, so you think though, yeah. you know, if it wasn't for COVID, you could have gotten a lot further with AEW. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think I still would have had the crowd behind yeah. me. A lot of the people started to turn on me really during the pandemic. Yeah. So, but I was also fucked up. My back was fucked up. I, I fucked up my back. Uh, found out my spine was shaped like an S from all yeah. the bumps I've taken. So I basically self-induced scoliosis. Yeah. Which the most but you didn't do yourself any favors after that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm better now, but basically... I don't know how. The chiropractor... You like, take a break from bumps. Yeah. You know what? I'm feeling good now, so... Who knows? In yeah. five years, uh, they might have to put a robot spine in. And now I think yeah. I'm good. But yeah, yeah. Uh, that's for the most part that was kind of shitty. And uh, wrestling for no crowd, having a shitty spine, and um, yeah, being fat. Well, I mean, what was the most frustrating stuff? You know, you said a, a lot of times you wanted to quit AEW and stuff. What was what was the stuff that was you know putting you on the edge? Just booking. Yeah, when you're on TV, the booking, and then. You're on TV, and, you know, I'm pretty easy going on the Internet. I, When people talk shit about me, I, I'm kind of working them, pretending uh-huh. I'm really irritated by them. But, no, there are times I did get irritated by Twitter and getting hundreds and hundreds of hate mail and death threats and all this shit. So yeah. it's a little discouraging, man, being uh, on TV. But, yeah. you know... For the most part, you know, I, 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 I've, I, I braved that storm, and uh, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm doing pretty good now. So. Yeah, I mean, you've always been able to work the internet really well. I think, uh, you know, they may get under your skin, but I think you show a lot more getting under their skin than, oh, than the course. other way around. Yeah. Um, of course. You know, obviously the biggest one that jumped out, you know, that that brought big attention to your name, and I mean. Not for nothing. I mean, the guy might be, you know, this or that, or obviously not, you know, respectable amongst the a lot of wrestlers. But Jim Cornette. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he said your name, you know, alterations of your name. But I mean, he brought a lot of attention to you. Like, how do you view that? Because you seem to take it a whole lot better than like your G Ravers and and guys like that who who really took offense to it. Well, I know he's a worker and he's working and. Um... You know, 
his fans are so much worse than he is. Yeah. That's the thing. His fans are worse because they're not Jim Cornette. They're just basic, basically 45-year-old assholes who live in basements and just right. listen to every word he says, and they take offense to people like me killing what they believe that people like me is the reason that professional wrestling isn't viewed as a real sport anymore, but they don't get that. Um, the reason professional wrestling is not viewed as a real sport because everyone knows it's fake and mixed martial arts exists. And all of those fans that I felt like a lot of the fans that used to watch WWF in the late nineties, early two thousands, they've, they've moved on to mixed martial arts, UFC. Yeah. So why watch fake fighting when you can watch real fighting? Um, it's just, that's how it is. That's where the casual yeah. fans are. That's what they're always asking. Where's the casual fans? Casual fan 2022 were either watching mixed martial arts or their children and the children's yeah. parents. That's what a casual fan is, a child and their father who watches wrestling with their child. So yeah. that's, that's what I think, but people think, you know, shit. Joey Janela yeah, really me so. business. Yeah, to me, though, a lot of the, you know, what you put out there has been undeniable over the years. I, I've had my criticism of you, and I don't I don't back down from one bit of that, because to me, I always thought the world of you, and I thought the ceiling was really, really high for you. And when I felt that you were making a bad representation of yourself, that's that's when I came at you. That's when I said a bunch of shit about you, because I expected better out of you, because I, I know you're good. I know you're fucking damn good. That that's why when I saw you not taking yourself seriously, I didn't take you seriously. So that that was where I came from. But it was always from a place of of respecting everything that you actually could do and and could bring to the table. So I never identify with people who came at you like you can't do shit or you're not a good worker or you're not this or that. I, I knew better of that, but I don't know how they people still do. Have they that still do much. every. They still do. You know, it's strange. Because, you know, a lot of the comedy stuff isn't Sorry. really for me. Like, the Invisible Man stuff, it's not for me. But if you look at, like, the Dr. Wagner match, you look at, like, some of those matches like that, like, I don't know how you deny the athleticism that, that goes on there. You know, I still have those matches, and people still say, like, listen, I say, oh, man, someone says, oh, Joey Janela, someone reputable from either a wrestling reporter or a reputable fan who has kind of twittered on that edge of fan and wrestling influencer say, oh, Joey Janela just had a killer match this past weekend. You got to check it out. There's always going to be six people under that tweet say, Joey Nutella can't wrestle. He's a piece of shit. And uh, he should just quit the business. Uh, I never get that. Just quit the business. Stop wrestling. Why would I quit something that I'm making six figures do? Yeah. I never. I don't have a college degree. What am I going to go work at fucking Subway? <laughs> I'm just going to quit because I'm just going to quit because some fucking asshole who hates their life, fucking probably working in a warehouse, is going to tell me to quit. It's just it's every day now. I'm used to it now, and I know how to really get under their skin now. 
Yeah. So it is what it is. Uh, it doesn't bother me anymore. So yeah, um, you know, I guess when the ass. places to work dry up and your phone isn't ringing the way it does now, then you know maybe you could take their word seriously. But until then, I don't think I don't think there's ever going to be a point that that is the case. Right. I mean, unless I become unless I become some unless I become some drug addict or something where something outside of what I'm doing now is interfering interfering with my matches or my performances or yeah. I, 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 I I rob a bank or something. <laughs> that doesn't stop everyone. <laughs> no, no, no. If you rob a bank you're good. Yeah. Give you your time, and then you part. come out fucking bigger than you are. Maybe I mm. should do that. If, that. if my bookings start to dry up, I'm going to commit a crime. I'm going to go to jail. When I come out in five years, that's it. Can I'm going to off the fucking hook. <laughs> MDK. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, it just, uh, yeah, it doesn't bother me. You know, I'm yeah. going out killing it. I'm not doing oh, it. Absolutely. I, have my, I, I have my fans. I still sell... Every show, I'm selling out of merch, selling out of shirts, meet and greets, craziness. I still have fans. Not like everyone in the world hates me. And I'm wrestling for the people that pay me, and I'm wrestling for myself and the, yeah. the kids coming up. That's it. Yeah. Now, you know, you talk about back injuries and stuff like that, but, like, let, let's specifically talk about, like, this bump, you took a dive into a cutter on the fucking apron, with, with Bandito. Like, I don't even know how you come up with that spot that that's something you're like, you know what would be real cool and also terrible? Is, <laughs> let's do this shit where I dive and just surrender myself to the apron. Like, like how do you come up with that? How does that feel afterwards? Do you regret that shit that night? No, no. That, that was actually a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I just got there to the building. And I seen the stage, I seen the apron. Bandito walked in. I said, "You can cutter me. You're crazy." And he go. I said, "All right, let's go." <laughs> so that was just kind of I'm gonna win thing, and it worked out perfectly to the point that I felt nothing from it. Uh, most of my stuff, I most of my stuff, I don't feel anything. Maybe because I'm just brain damaged or whatnot, and my pain sensory department is just shot out, but. Most stuff I'm pretty good on. That I, I think I've been wrestling for 18 years now, so I guess I know how to tense my body up or something, a defense mechanism or something. But yeah, no, it's just uh, that one felt pretty good. And uh, I don't know how I come up with this shit. I just show up to a building and just start thinking of ideas because a lot of these guys they do the same match every show. You have your go-to spots, and no matter what, those guys are smarter than I am in that situation because those guys are going to have less injuries and issues than me. But I like to go out there and every match do something different. You're never going to see the same Joey Janela match ever. That's just uh, that's just how it is. And, uh, it's a lot more difficult, but that's what makes me – who I am, and that's what makes me a good worker. You're never going to yeah, do the same shit. Yeah. Unpredictable is definitely more exciting than, you know, just every match you see is the same. 
Like, no one expects me to go in there with Dr. Wagner and no. have a complete gusher, not only almost bleed out, but do some of the crazy shit I did with him. Like, anyone else on the Indies can wrestle Dr. Wagner and just have a Dr. Wagner fucking main match. Me, uh, that's why my matches with these guys are people, they're, they're must-see. So I'm always uh, thinking of ways to make that, those guys look great. And put on a show, and uh, have a way of convincing these guys to do some crazy shit. Yeah, I, and it seems like you have a, a lane with the lucha guys. Is that is that a thing? Do you feel more comfortable with those guys? Because you seem to really turn it up to a different level almost every time. Because I don't, I'm not well schooled in this shit, so I don't know half of these guys. And then I'm like, oh, Joey versus this guy. And I see a mask, and I'm like, oh, it's on. Uh, uh, Gringo Loco, he's probably the best face in wrestling right now. Uh, the guys in Mexico are just like, they've been asked, who's the best face to do these moves? And then they say Gringo Loco. And Gringo Loco says, I'm the second best face in America. That's mm-hmm. probably why. Second base anything for these guys. So, you know, in Lucha Libre, there's the base and there's the guy who does the fucking shit. I'm mm-hmm. the base and I'm the guy who sells the shit crazier than anyone can tell the shit so yeah that's it and uh i love wrestling those guys yeah um the fire thing so i mean you go out there you obviously have this idea everything seemed to be all lined up the kick looked great and then there was just no plan to put the fire out what happened um so that was like a last minute thing uh, I, I thought a couple of weeks ago, before that... Well, water was a last-minute thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Brett, Brett thought I was kidding, actually. Yeah? He didn't think I was actually going to light my foot on fire. Oh, I said, Brett, I might light my foot on fire in this match. He goes, all right. Yeah. He didn't know it was going, really going down until I started dousing my foot in lighter fluid. So that probably had part of it. Yeah. But I, I definitely know a fire extinguisher. If I had to redo the thing, wet towel would be suitable. But usually with the lighter fluid, you pour a little water on it, it goes out. But I, I emptied that bottle on my fucking foot because I didn't want to whip on the job. So it is what it is. The shoe, the shoe was burned through. My sock, not a mark. Hmm. Oh. So there's no burns, none of that. It just, and I, I'm glad it came off that way. Not me. It, it was a moment, and it was something like people talk about, like when the the incident at DCW Arena that was lost on tape when Cactus Jack lit Terry Funk on fire and Tommy Dreamer and. The, wet te- the, the flaming towel went to the crowd, burned fans. <laughs> it's just one of those moments, like, what the fuck were they thinking when people still talk yeah. about it today? And people are going to talk about that 20 years from now, you know? Yeah. So The only the, difference the controversy- is looking, you go, like, all right, well, Joey saw that match with Cactus Shack, and then he saw the Tournament of Death, and then he saw the <laughs> like, you've seen enough of this to bring a bucket of water, bro. Yeah, but I didn't think it was going to be 
go the way it did. Yeah. I never really fuck with fire, so it is what it is. Yeah. But people, the video has millions of views. Sure. So it's like, it's like whatever. I always do this one, one, at least one stupid thing a year that gets attention. <laughs> <laughs> like that. And I don't know, that's yeah. just been the way of my career, but no one was hurt. You know, I, I Hugh Parker was fine. I didn't burn his ass. And now that I think about it, I could have lit his hair on fire. Michael Jackson's eye hole, oh, but yeah. with the move, but I I will fuck with fire again next time. It's going to be my whole body, but I'll make sure oh, there's yeah. a pool of water. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll see what happens. Yeah, as long as you, you set yourself up for a little bit better exit, you know, like the, the end game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll have a baby pool in the locker room. <laughs> All right. Um, tell me about that rap video you did with Chris Webby, because that shit was wild, man. Like, I mean, you were, you were the main attraction in that video. You played it up great. How'd that all come about? I did a Chris Webby video in 2015 or 2014. Um, through John Sparks, who's a, a master producer for many rappers. Look him up. He's a huge deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, a who, he's, done a, he's mastered a who's who of albums for rappers. Um, what did you do in that video? Golden, uh, he, there, him, Emilio Sparks and John Sparks, that's what called Sparks Foundation. They came out with like a, a mixtape where they got a bunch of rappers to rap over. New beats mm-hmm. created from wrestling, wrestling teams. Mm-hmm. And he was a big fan of mine, so he said, "Yo, come and be in this video." And Chris Webby gave me a, a Larry on the sidewalk, and uh, that was it. He just kept in contact throughout the years. But oh when they needed a they needed a wrestler to fuck up and make them look good in the fight scenes, they needed to call me. And plus, I look like a meth head as well, so it, it worked out perfectly. <laughs> so that was it and that was like a 12 hour shoot and the cops actually showed up because they thought I was really robbing the store full squad oh, shit. Uh, oh, AK-47 in the air um, and uh, I guess they didn't get the permit so <laughs> they just did it and uh, the, this eye footage of cops showing up full squad it wasn't like a, a a cop showed up saying, what's going on here? They showed up ready to fucking shoot. Blow your fucking head off. <laughs> they were ready to have a standoff. They were ready yeah. for a standoff. But it yeah. wasn't smart not to have a permit, but that video turned out fucking sick. Like, I couldn't imagine oh, yeah. being as sick as it was. And all those guys, the director and the producers and everything that were there were super impressed because they didn't think I was going to be like, all right, they had this fight scene, and I was like, all right, let's not do this. Let me choreograph this whole deal. And mm. uh, they were all for it, and it just came out fucking sick, and those guys are super, super happy with it. So I'm sure I'll be doing more acting shit. I know I'm doing more acting shit, but I can't really say, but. Yeah, music, yeah. Music videos that and commercials and stuff. What do you say? That did pick up business for you when you. Uh, that never. I can I can always add that to a really really pick up business. I had shit set okay. before that, but but something like that you could always 
using a reel or something to show someone sure. uh, that you can do something like that. So yeah, no, it's yeah, definitely, it's definitely beneficial. It was yeah. beneficial as hell. And I can't believe how many people were like in the comments going, wait, is that Joey Janela? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. They couldn't believe that. I was like, you know what? It was pretty cool, man. I got to do, that was my third music video I've been in in my life, believe it or not. Well, it's the I've third done, one. I, the the Chris Webby video. Remember Soulcon? The battle Soul rapper? No. Nah. He was like the Hulk Hogan of battle rap. Looking up, look him up. He's, he, he fell off because he was like top of the battle rap world. And he started uh-huh. making his own music. Yeah. And it didn't go the way it wanted for him. And uh, I did that video. So you can look up Soul Con. I'm trying to think of the name of the song. For today, maybe? I, I don't know. But that's another wild music video I was in where I played a crackhead on the street beating up a guy with no legs in the wheelchair. So. <laughs> and that was like 2012. Yeah, 2012. So I think I have my niche in the acting world. It's thug, crackhead, maybe possibly homeless person beating up and robbing people. So call me if you need that. <laughs> well, at least it's practice because you said if wrestling doesn't work out, you're going to go rob a bank. Yeah, I'm, 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 no, I'm not going to rob you a bank. You know, that's, I have to do something different. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got to create your own lane for sure. Yeah, yeah same yeah. with it's definitely like it's got to be something different. Maybe a hostage situation or something. <laughs> That'll work out. You're already seeing the SWAT team, so you know how that's going to go. No, no, no. I've been there. So yeah. we'll see. It's either it's either that or OnlyFans uh, start doing porn go that route. So, <laughs> I mean, pretty soon they're gonna have a whole wrestlers like category. So, oh yeah, I think so. But none of them are actually fucking on video. So, I need to I need to nail that down that market. <laughs> um, you had a match recently with JT Dunn. I mean, you guys had a few years ago. Um, and, you know, to tie back into what we were talking about earlier, which you work in the Internet, I remember when you had your feud years ago. I mean, you guys were posting, like, old pictures of each other, mostly you, posting old pictures of him and, and clowning him on the Internet. And it caught some real heat. Like, we're oh, we yeah, really buying in. No, we had heat, personally. Yeah. We got, but, I mean, overall, got, like, it, it really it translated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he turned out to be one of the best guys I ever wrestled. <laughs> Still to this day, the guy is yeah. effortlessly good. Mm. Our match last week was just fucking awesome. It was yeah. just fucking awesome. It was like like we we called that shit in about five minutes. So I was, most of our matches we called pretty fast. There wasn't a long process. So let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. Let's do that. And we just match. And he's gonna be up there with one of my. Favorite guys to wrestle. He's definitely good. Wow. I definitely hope Brett Brett uses him more because yeah. we need we need guys like that, you know. And he can go, man. I don't know why he fell off years ago. I don't know if it was politics or whatnot, but he's coming back pretty strong uh, this year, doing the match with me. And he's a wrestling. He was the rest. He is a wrestling revolver champion for Sammy Callahan's promotion, which is pretty drawing pretty well in the Midwest. 
Hmm. So he's 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 on the comeback trail. Yeah. And you had a you had a three way with Josh Bishop and Matt Justice, and that shit was crazy. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck, like, because I, I, I don't stay current with any of this stuff, but I'm like, yo, like, this shit looks like a three-way feud, like some real heated shit, and y'all beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, that match was just crazy. That was concussion fast, though. It's just absolutely insane. Um, yeah. I don't know what we were thinking, to be honest. We're just fucking crazy, I guess. I, I don't know. That was some real crazy shit. I didn't really really realize how crazy it was until after I got in the locker room and looked at Twitter and people were talking about how fucking crazy it was. But yeah, that was definitely some wild... What'd you say? Was there a feud or anything that led to that or did you just guys just show up at the building and go, let's kill each other tonight? So, I was only supposed... I was supposed to be... Matt Cardona is feuding. He's like the AIW champion, I believe. Uh He's feuding with Josh Bishop. And it was a pick your poison match, and I haven't left on AIW since before I went to AEW. So oh, okay. they've been looking for ways to bring me back, and they wanted to make me a, a mystery opponent. So that was the whole situation. And then Justice, I forgot who he was wrestling, but his opponent got injured or something. So they mm-hmm. just threw him in the match, too, and they just said, all right, let's just go out there and have a car crash. And that was it. Sure. It was like some old yeah, school ECW shit for sure. Yeah, for anyone who didn't see that, it's on IWTV. If you go check that shit out, it's it's crazy shit. Most chair shots in a wrestling match probably ever, and I'm not yeah. exaggerating. Yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> so what happened with the, that Cleveland shit where the ground was on fire? I I mean I, I I'm flipping through your stories and I'm like, well, Joey went to hell. That's that's something. Yeah. I didn't think that was there, but yeah, we were just fuck. I we we were at the after party after the show. We left the bar and everything was on fire, and we were pretty drunk. We were like, "What the fuck is going on here?" And then it just progressively got worse and worse. And I was, I think I, I think I took a little bit of marijuana before that too. So I was just, I was just possessed by what the fuck was going on. So. Yeah. I don't really smoke. I don't smoke weed very often. That's probably a, a once every few months deal when I'm out drinking or whatnot. But I definitely was in a different time zone, and I did not know what the fuck was going on. But they said that the win that night was so crazy. The win was like the heaviest win I've never felt. That wasn't a hurricane, uh, mm. and. Uh, me and Fonzie, Bill Alfonso, were walking the bar, and it, the wind almost blew him over down down a hill. That's how strong it was. So, so that was a combination. Someone said that it was probably a firework that landed in the mulch, caught the mulch on fire, and then the wind blew the fire through the other mulch and just started lighting everything on fire. And then it ended up on Barstool Sports, which I was like, what the fuck? But, mm-hmm. yeah, it was definitely crazy. I... It's definitely that was definitely a wild, wild, wild weekend. I've had a lot recently, but that was up there. I did Cleveland on Friday, New York City GCW Saturday, and Rhode Island Sunday, and uh, for GCW. And 
there's no sleep and very bizarre stuff, you know, and great wrestling. Just like back in the day when I used to do overbook myself all over the fucking place in 2018. And it was just very reminiscent of that. Yeah, and, you know, so then you went from, from that weekend to, to Paris? Is that where you went next? Yeah, uh, Paris. I spent a day in Paris, and then I went to uh, I went to uh, Belgium for a show. Um, and uh, they're building a promotion in Belgium, which is actually very excellent, Body Zoy Wrestling. Uh, I didn't know what it was going into it. Sometimes European promotions are a little bit of, Eh, but this one was very good, very good quality. Production, fans, sell out in a small building. The wrestlers were all fucking, I, I was very impressed by multiple wrestlers who will yeah. probably, if the opportunity comes up, will get spots, opportunities at GCW. That's how impressed I was. But did that show. Went back to Paris for my flight, flew to Montreal for a connection to Orlando. Uh, where I live now, and uh, it just, uh, the flight got canceled, uh, and there was no other flight, so I had to stay in Montreal for a night, and the next day, the flight got canceled again, so I was stuck in Montreal for two nights, and uh, yeah, just made it back here last night, and now I have to fly out again in the morning to Detroit, and then I'm gone for, I think, 27 days, Wow. so doing four GCW shows in a row, flying right to Australia, doing four shows there, flying New Jersey for two days, and then flying to California for EXS and two other GCW shows. So, yeah. Yeah, man. I got a lot of questions and and topics, and anytime you get some time, you know, you want to get back at it, you know, it's great to talk to you again, and, yeah, I want to hold you up to no because I know you got to pack. Yeah, I got to pack, and I got to go downtown say hello to a few people. But it's just, uh, yeah, uh, I didn't want to leave you hanging. But, uh, yeah, this is just the kind of sporadic life I live now where I don't even know if it's appropriate to have an apartment that I'm paying way too much for. Yeah. <laughs> because I could probably just get a storage unit yeah, and then... there and, and live, live on the road like a gypsy. Yeah. So, do you worry about that at all? Like, because you know, you you have such a high expectation of like these crazy bumps and risks you take. That when you stack your schedule like that, there's kind of an expectation to do some crazy shit when Joey gets there. Do, do you worry about that long term? Not really. Uh, I had a close call in Belgium. I almost broke my neck pretty bad. That was a close call, but that was from like a routine Spanish fly to doing every other match. Just mm-hmm. a guy, he, he fell, and I went for it, and I just landed on my neck pretty bad. I'm sure you'll see it on Botchamania soon. But, yeah. yeah, it was probably one of the scariest moments of my career in quite a while. Besides the knockouts and the concussions I've suffered over the last few years. But that was bad. Um, I didn't know if my neck was broken. But it was fine. Uh, luckily, I knew I wasn't going to make it over, and I kind of do this bump when I – land on my head. It's like a no-arm spike. Just come, mm. Rob Van Dam did this, used to do the same one. You put your head to one shoulder and you bump on like the side of your neck and your other shoulder. And when yeah. I knew I wasn't getting over, I kind of just put my neck to the side and 
I just, that's how I landed. So luckily I have uh, experience right now uh, when it comes to stupid shit. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess there's better places to have experience, but if that keeps you alive, then that's the best place for you to that's have it. it. Well, I could have, I, I don't think I was ever going to have a college degree or become a chef or auto mechanic. So if I have a, a degree in doing stupid shit, then uh, if it makes me money, so be it. Yeah, man. But yeah, man, thanks again for coming on. I, you know, like I said, I got another one definitely to talk to you some more. But um, whenever you get a chance, man, hit me up. Yes, sir. Hit me up later this summer. We'll figure it out. Absolutely, man. Thank you again. All right. See ya. Peace. So there you go. That was the bad boy, Joey Janela. Like I said, a little little brief little chat, man. I really enjoyed that. I, I, I could have talked to that dude for fucking three, four hours right now, and I don't even think my show lets me talk for that long because... It cuts me off. I don't pay these motherfuckers like like I used to. Yeah, I mean, instead of give me like a, you can talk for two hours. Like keep that shit short, you know. But um, but yeah, we'll we'll get back at it in the future. And um, you know, he's he's on a fucking tear right now. So he's just gonna create more shit for us to talk about the next time we talk. Plus, I got backlogs of things to talk to him about. And um, you know, we will most certainly get at it. Yeah, I'm going to cap this shit. Um, instead of going back into a whole other show and attaching this to that, I'll just do another show in a couple of days or so, um, hopefully. And um, then I can get into all the other topics and different things that I had. I don't want to, you know, um, muddy this interview, <laughs> this little interview with um, my shit talk. So I'll get on that on another day. And uh, hope you motherfuckers enjoyed it. And, uh, yo, check me out. Peace.